It's time for another episode of Rotten Mornings. The best way to start your mornings off rotten. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Rotten Mornings. That's right. Another episode. Sorry about yesterday. Uh, I was quite tired after being in the dunking booth all night. Oh, no. That's that's okay. Uh, you weren't missed. <laughs> I noticed um, that because I was not on the podcast, you got a free idea for your uh, episode, I noticed. I don't know what you mean. Uh, I noticed that uh, since Carrie asked you to strip, you uh, did a little strip tease on that video there. Oh, don't you start talking about that, mister. I'll blush all up in this car. <laughs> that's a lot of skin to turn red, buddy. That's a lot of, that's a lot of man flesh. <laughs> uh, woo! You guys got your coffee? You guys ready to start this day? Hell yeah. We are so ready to start this day. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I, I actually have a lot of different stuff to talk about today. That's awesome, dude. Um, you want to just go ahead and dive right in? Well, let's uh, let's talk about um, what we did uh, yesterday, what we saw yesterday. Okay. That uh, would be... That would be Saturday. Randy keeps saying Friday, but uh, she's forgetting that it's Sunday morning. I don't know we why she thinks it's about Friday because we were not on Saturday morning's podcast. Oh, she wants to talk about Friday because we weren't on Saturday morning's podcast. Uh, you know what? I'm game for anything. Uh, I've got a, I've got a solid six minutes of consciousness. Let's do it. <laughs> well. What she really wants me to talk about is how much fun I had at Hellbilly Hollow in their dunk tank and talking shit to all their patrons. It was a fucking blast. Oh, man. I bet that was a lot of fun. Oh, don't we need to do introductions? I was wondering uh, if we should. Let's, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> did you did you eat a bean burrito before yeah, okay? yeah 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 uh, uh guys i'm scott i'm matt i'm brandy we're we're matt scott and brandy oh this is grim i'm not really grim blah 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 <laughs> what's that that she told me she didn't want to be on here and you know how much grim how good grim is it listening at you know to people say like i definitely want this to happen a certain way so <laughs> uh, gotcha is she there no not anymore <laughs> she left uh, okay <laughs> i i had i had messaged and i was like hey are you gonna be on the podcast and she's like she just said the word shower I was like, <laughs> she went to shower now. Okay. <clears throat> um. Oh, shoot! Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um. All right. So that sounds like a lot of fun. It looks like 
I mean, just based on, on what I'm seeing here, it looks like you guys just had a hell of a weekend. Man, so yeah. far it has been a hell of a weekend. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's been a little bit different. I was thinking uh, on the, the way to, to the studio to do this podcast here. You ever the seen studio. Those dogs? Yeah, 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 I'm in the studio. Oh, uh, gotcha. Have you ever seen those dogs and they, like, cut their tail off so they just have, like, a little nub? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Halloween, I mean, uh, October has been, like, the dog for me. But this little shitty weekend that started on the beginning of this thing, that's that little weird wagon half-tail thing. (laughs) (laughs) Your little nub. A little wiggle nub. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that's been. Okay, so was there anything else uh, from Friday that you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, No, just that we had a blast, and I guarantee you that there's a good chance that our first episode of Behind the Scenes is just going to be video of me in the dunk tank. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's that's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting episode. Man, it was so much fun. <laughs> um, I would like to say that uh, since you and I hadn't hadn't talked about it on air, uh, you had a great uh, first episode of rotten strips again oh thank you man i I think it was i think it was a hoot to do as always it was a well awesome i am currently editing my next episode which releases tonight (laughs) um oh that doesn't release tonight yeah 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 so I just got to ask, man, like, Toby Jr. is such a, like, a stroke of genius. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you've got, you've got various sets. Uh, whoever your location scout was. Uh, right? Did a great <laughs> job. Just fantastic. <clears throat> I, it, I was Would- like, man. This is a bullshit episode, but it sets the bar too high. Right? <laughs> you want to hear how I came up with Toby Jr. and how he came up with all that stuff? I could, I could pretty much just write it out for you, yeah. I know. It was like, what the fuck are we going to do? I don't know. I'll parody one of the customers from the gas station. Hey, let's go get uh, groceries from Publix because Brandy will be home soon. You know what? Get the camera. Get the camera. We're doing this. It was, and there's one scene that I left out of there because it was a little bit garbled, but like I pull a dog food bag off of the shelf and I fall to the ground and scream. Actually pretty hilarious, but I could use the footage. Ah, that happens. Matt, you still with me? Yeah. I guess that's why you didn't end up getting dog food. Yeah. Or anything I was supposed to get from the fucking film. I didn't do any of that shit. That's fair, but you did get balls on it oil. I did. <laughs> <laughs> balls on it. Cool. Well, let's talk about uh, what we saw yesterday. All right. Well, yesterday we started off, of course, with the podcast, which I want to say you guys did a great job. Uh, me not even being there completely didn't even notice was hella entertained had a great time listening to it y'all did a kick-ass job 
Hey, thanks so much, man. Uh, just curious about one part. You didn't notice that you weren't there? Not at all. I heard me, like, right in the beginning, I heard me say something, and then I was like, I wonder why I didn't talk that much. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and then you're in every commercial. Yeah, I, know. I was in the commercials. You're like, I, I was pretty much there. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with uh, the Gr- Grim, I think her name is, and Carrie. Um, I think her name is. I'll say this about them too. I was really nervous about them stumbling over each other's lines and just being like way too energetic, but they did a kick ass job. They did great. I, I love the episode. I think y'all did a great job. I think it was really cool that uh Carrie had a personal experience with the Alabama White thing. I know we had talked about doing it, but what a great episode to do that in to have somebody who has had an encounter with that. That's amazing. And it was so weird how well that synced up that we had, you know, we, we set aside the schedule way in advance before doing oh, yeah. the podcast. And then uh, it, it just timed out like that, right? Like, I love that when, when our hardcore planning just goes even better with a little bit of luck. I, I can't. I, I I can't go with this hardcore planning thing. That does not happen. I'll just be cutting this part out. I'm cutting this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Brandy. Cut this part out. Uh, no, still don't know what we're supposed to talk about tonight. And so after the podcast. <laughs> yes, after the podcast, we had the uh, second episode of Rotten Strips, which you did a phenomenal job, yes. man. I had so much fun watching the commercial. I really enjoyed what you did with the officer bag of rice. <laughs> that was great. I, I was wondering when we were going to get to see that. Uh, I'm loving it, man. You did a fucking great job. Thanks, thanks. Um, in in a weird twist, uh, that was the bar that I set, and it's too high. <laughs> yeah, me, me, me too, me too. Yeah, yeah. I hopefully, I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, if we just had two episodes, those are pretty good. Let's call it. Let's call it there. Let's call it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, <laughs> what? So I really thought about taking your intro to uh, winning the award. Is this? <laughs> Uh, is this really great dialogue or you know, monologue where you're like, so, pause, pause, pause. Here's what happened. Pause, pause, pause. And then, <laughs> and then in my crying monologue, I'm like, there's just like long pauses where the other person's talking on the phone or I'm not saying anything. I'm like, man, we should just make an episode of us being on camera and not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, we could like give a whole entire like a two like a full paragraph speech, but like pause it out to last for five minutes. <laughs> oh, I meant just cut uh cut all the the clips out of us not doing stuff on the episodes that we've released, and now we've got an episode. Now we've got an episode. <laughs> the magic of the movies. <laughs> just so after. After the the uh, Rotten Strips episode, now I know during the day that Grim went live a couple of times from Hellbilly Hollow on the site. She did. She did. And those will be popping up 
all week uh, and all season that we'll just randomly have lives that pop up. So you guys check those out because those are super fun as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, with the weekend and the haunts going on the weekends, uh, we're seeing those lives. So I'm hoping we do get to see some lives, you know, uh, outside of haunts during the week when there's not haunts going on. I hope we still get to see some lives from some, some blah, 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 blah. Yeah, indeed. Same. Yeah. Well, you know, there was something else we did yesterday that was pretty neat. We went to Conjurefest. Yes. Yesterday morning, we went to Conjurefest. And it's a new festival put together by Mambo Baptiste, who owns the um, Inquis- Iniquities. Iniquities shop down there uh, in downtown Birmingham, right off the main road across from uh, St. Vincent. Yeah, And it was super cool. We got to see a bunch of people that we've known. We got to meet a few new people. And they're going to start doing that every year right before season starts. To kick off Halloween season. Well, that sounds like a blast. And they actually asked us to do some stage stuff, but since we were kind of booked up, I turned it down. But next year, look for us being live at Conjurefest. That's awesome. <clears throat> I hope the world doesn't end before then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just always a, a thing I they look for. They had a lot of to. different vendors yeah. set up. It was it was really neat. <laughs> awesome. Um so we did get to see some lives. Uh, didn't have a darker stories last night. I think that's no. it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Now I like talking a, a little bit about our uh, experience going out to haunts last night. Okay. Uh, we went to haunts for heroes for one thing. Oh, nice! And wow, just wow! All the stuff that they've done out to that yard is amazing. Oh, my God. First year hunt, I was very impressed with the setup for sure. Now, what I've heard about Haunts for Heroes is that they just went to um, Walmart and just bought um, props from Walmart. Oh, you must be. (laughs) No, 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 no. Every one of their props is fabricated by the amazing Vic Springsteen. And when I tell you this guy is a beast at making these prompts, his shit is solid. Oh, my God. It was so good. That's awesome. I'd say the only thing they suffer from is that they are a new haunt and they really don't know, like, their actors did a great job. But there wasn't, you know, there was probably about, like, eight or nine people that were out there that night. But we've seen, you know, of course, Spook Trail runs with low numbers like that, too, and just. But I can't, I cannot rave enough about Vic's props, Vic's scenes. Oh my yes. God, dude. His <laughs> zombie so brain game is beautiful. I mean, dude, it is ridiculous. He has. Yeah, I believe it's $5 for five brains to try to get the brain in the zombie. That's, that's awesome. Um, did, did you try to convince them, uh, to let Matt sit somewhere and people try to get a brain into him. No, <laughs> unfortunately the brains were way too big for the, uh, for the hole in my head. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Just going to make a quick note here. Make the hole in your head bigger. <laughs> yes. Good. Thank you. And I'm, I'm going to need a copy of those notes. That's fair. Yeah. Cause then after haunts for heroes, 
we went to Nightmare at 3008, and they whooped our ass. Yes, oh, my did. God. Hey, uh, Matt, the producer yeah. is behind the little curtain here, and he is screaming at me that we have got to take a sponsor break. Oh, okay. Yes, indeed. Uh, guys, enjoy the sponsor. Are you looking for a nice, good country store where they carry everything you want and you don't have to go to the hustle and bustle of Walmart supers, frustrating lines of people and mutants? Yeah. Come on on down to Buckeyes. Is that what you're looking for? We got everything, everything you need. We got Mars. We got M&Ms. We got Snicker Bars and Milky Ways. We got everything from Coca-Cola's body armors, bangs, Red Bulls, and monsters. Not to mention our fresh produce. Including pumpkins of all sizes. Buckeyes in Argo, Alabama. Um, you had left us on a cliffhanger. You were going to tell us about stuff that happened at Nightmare at 3008? Oh, yes. Now, let me start off by saying... First of all, Nightmare 3008 is one of the most metal haunts in Alabama, bar none, hands over fist, amazing. So if you go to Nightmare at 3008 and you ask for the rotten treatment, they're going to give you a glow stick. That glow stick is their right to put you through the ringer. And oh my God, when I say they put you through the ringer, I... First off, in the first room, a guy lays me down on my face on a slide and then rides me like a carpet down this slide. Like Aladdin? Yes, like Aladdin. Laughing the whole way. Then we're being thrown around, brutalized. We had a young lady that gave us uh, throat lozenges out of her mouth. Um I had to pull it out with my teeth, basically made out with brandy to drop the lozenge in her mouth. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that happened. Keep moving through these rooms. I've got people jumping on my back. I've got people throwing me around. I got thrown through a door down a hallway that I know we weren't supposed to go down, and I'm just like falling everywhere. Um, I get pulled into a room, and they start. Basically, well, I guess this didn't happen yet because we came into a friend of ours room uh, who was, oh, my God, is that Hinch? That's Hinch. Holy shit, Hinch is here. What's up, Hinch? Uh, Not much. What's going on with you lot? Oh, we're just uh, telling them about how brutalized we got at Nightmare at 3008. Um, Oh. Oh, the dream of mine that existed across the continent. Yes. Okay. So I come into a room. A guy has a trench coat on. He rips it off. This is a big guy. He's a friend of mine. He's wearing a Speedo. He starts pouring whiskey down my throat and rubbing his uh, crotch against my face while petting Brandy in the face. We get picked up and drug out of there. I get thrown on a gurney. And next thing I know, there are like six dudes around me with bottles of who knows what, just pouring shit all over us. We go into another room, they stick a foot in my shirt, and they get Brandy to simulate doggy style on me. And then there are, like, six other people in there, like, just drilling on us. Uh, dude, 
everywhere we went, then it started raining when we were out in the trail and we couldn't have been happier because it got some of the blood off of us. It was like half a shower. But holy <laughs> shit, they fucking killed us, dude. Dude. Oh, that sounded like a fucking fantastic night, honestly. Dude, yeah, I tell so. you that Nightmare at 3008 brings the noise. Dude, they are the most metal-ass motherfuckers in this industry down here. Hell yeah. To clarify, though, this wasn't a hell night, right? This is not, no. no. This is the rotten treatment. You can Every get this night. at any time. <laughs> oh, 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 and they took my pants off in that room. They started stripping me. You yeah. like you walk into the you walk into the haunt and you ask them like I just want the rotten treatment. One hundred percent. You <laughs> ask for the rotten treatment like that. <laughs> out bloody and fucked up. Wow. Hell yes. That was pretty metal to me, man. That we we continued to say this is the most metal haunt, and uh, it sounds like they brought it this year, dude. And I tell metal. you. It's the same thing I said every time we go up there and we ask for the rotten treatment, they crank it up another notch. Dude, they're going to literally kill us next year. They're just going to kill me and leave me in the corner and be like, all right, rotten treatment over, you fucking pieces of shit. I'm a fucking prop. Yep. (laughs) Well, hopefully if that happens, uh, they can – Call Vic and he can come up there and make the hole big enough for some break. Exactly. And then I'll be in the fucking zombie game over at Haunts for Heroes. Fuck me. <laughs> what dedication. Man, and we had a great time though. It, we, it was fantastic. you know, we, we talked to Nick and Hammer, the guys that run the place, and they were awesome. And then after we get home, uh, Hammer sends me a video of two girls that came through and asked for the rotten treatment. And they're from like, Mississippi and they're like we want to be rotten you guys are awesome and it's like dude just so many people out there literally going to 3008 and asking for the rotten treatment that I mean it, it, they're saying it happening every night people are asking for the rotten treatment. Yeah, they said the night before us there was a guy that went through three times in a row and they ran out of stuff they could do to him that was still legal <laughs> let's just Let's talk about Nick and Hammer for a minute. Like, I've had some <laughs> fucking fantastic nights with some dudes named Nick and Hammer. Let's put Dude, that those fuckers, I'm telling you, those fuckers throw down. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those ones, like, you know what you're getting into with that, don't you? Maybe yep. not. <laughs> well, you know, on a side note, and like, I did, I want to bring this up too much, but like, when we first got there, we already were having a great show. Um, we started our opening video in front of their sign talking about, okay, you know, rotten reviews here for review, yada, yada, yada. And then we see some people running from the haunt and we're like, Oh, look, these kids, they're running. They're scared. That looks promising. Yeah. That wasn't what was happening because apparently right behind us, this girl jumped this other girl and beat her ass in a ditch behind us. Yes. Fulton Dell delivers. I'm telling you, dude. And and we just happened to pull up we, for that. And you, like, in the video, you'll hear it. This girl's like, hey, bitch. And that's when we ended the video. And she just jumps on this girl and starts beating her ass. I was like, oh, they're, those those chicks are fighting. <laughs> that's fantastic. Dude, well, we, like you, uh, you guys had a, a really good time. I, I am super jazzed to hit that haunt. It's been on my list. 
Uh, I want to hit it early this season, and I just haven't made it out there yet. So, well, I want to I want to throw this caveat in. If you go and ask for the rotten treatment, number one, do not leave anything in your pockets. They will be covered in fake blood and yes. full of fake blood. Yes, bring a towel, bloody pockets, and bring a fucking change of clothes because those fucking maniacs are fucking maniacs. <laughs> Right. There's one thing I want to say. I think my favorite part, in all honesty, was being able to see the actors' faces light up every time we walked in a room and they saw us holding that blue glow stick. Oh no. They were like, oh yes, now we can play. Man, if boners were in the eyes, I, you could see the boners rise up on these fellas every time we walked into a room. So you're saying you gave people eye boners? Yes, I gave everyone in there an eye boner. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yep. So the producer just lost his shit behind this little glass. I'm going to pull the. I'm gonna pull the blinds here. Yeah, pull the blinds. Hey, hey, since we've got the infragable hinch here, I'd love to hear him tell us a little bit about himself because yeah. I don't think a lot of our people have heard a lot from Hinch. So Hinch, we'd love to give you the floor and just let us know who you are, man. Hinch is one of our newest join-ons to Rotten, and he is a fucking badass. Oh man, you flatter me. You flatter me. Um fuck. What to say about me? Uh, I don't know. I'm a long <laughs> raised, raised in New Zealand. That's, you know, but I can have a basically, of, uh, un- yeah, unfortunately, have a, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. All right. So the reason why I'm part of this is because I became rotten immediately when I was in the military and I started seeing things around me that were absolutely un- unsavory. You know what I mean? So, I at that point in time, before I was even discharged, started making like videos and making little skits and little bits and bobs and shit of just random horror things and stuff like that. And uh, from there, it sort of just developed into uh, an absolute obsession with all things horror. And with horror comes Halloween. So I eventually became a haunt actor. That was probably six or seven years ago now, I think. Um, I've worked mainly at Extreme Haunts my whole my whole career, which I've only actually came into the mainstream in the last three years. I've worked for people like Russ McCamey. I've yeah. worked for people like Richard uh, Lazard. I've worked for uh, a lot of uh, people that are considered, like I said, less than savory in the industry, and I understand that. <laughs> but when I came and now out, you're fucking rotten, so you're completely <laughs> fucked. Right. So yeah, I've, I've actually I put a cap on I put a cap on my uh, my career with this one. You know, I can't yep. get any more fucked than I am now. So no. that's good to know. <laughs> tell us about um, tell us about Grime, man. Your site. Oh yeah, the Asylum of Grime. So uh, we we're we're a group of uh, we're a group of um, off the wall entertainers. We're uh, eighteen plus, sometimes triple X entertainment. Uh, alley, I guess you could call us. That's what a group of clowns is called. If you didn't know, it's called an alley. I did not know that. Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> but, uh, 
it's a, we're an alley of clowns that do a bunch of crazy shit. We've got strong men. We've got a extortionist, sword swallowers, people that just do porno. You know, it, it, it basically whatever whatever it is that uh, tickles your fancy. We've got at least one person that'll handle that for you. That's badass. And, uh, yeah, we recently actually lost a founding member on the twenty seventh. Uh, mm-hmm. Chainsaw Robbie or Freak Show. Yeah, we heard was, about uh, that. Yeah, he he was a strong man for us, a contortionist, and just an all around psychopath. This guy would staple fucking five dollar bills to his nutsack as a tip. Like he let you staple a five dollar bill to his nutsack. Tell me that's not hardcore. That's, that's hardcore. hardcore. Definitely hardcore. Yeah. So. But that's what we do. We're just we're just a bunch of fucked up motherfuckers, and I happen to find my way into rotten. And well, it seems like I belong here. So yes, you, know. you definitely belong here. <laughs> that's that's what we do. That's what I do. And you know, I'm I'm always lurking. I'm unfortunately <laughs> unavailable without Wi-Fi for a lot of my fucking life. <laughs> but uh, when I've got don't, it, don't I'm feel bad. We have the exact same problem all the damn time. Well, the problem is you're Alabama. I'm fucking thirteen hundred feet underwater. That's true. That's true. That's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't know about Hinch, not only does he do like badass shit, just not for pay, he also has a terrifying paid job where he dives yeah. and does underwater welding like a fucking maniac. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mostly underwater fabrication. It's mainly grinding and shit like that. Uh, Jesus Christ, but, that sounds terrifying to me. Yeah, well, see, once you get into shit like that, it's it's incredible. Like, the money is good and everything, but you've got a 30% mortality rate. And then if you start actually welding, then, like, I'm not even I'm, – I'm not interested so much in that. I've done it before, but no, no, that's just – it's not worth it. <laughs> You're basically going to die, like, I think – what is it? Three out of five times you're going to die. Holy wow. shit. But you're also getting paid like fucking 375 quid per hour. And that's Woo. like decompression and recompression. Now, help uh, me on quid. Is that like a clam or oh, what kind no, no, no. of? It <laughs> means a pound, a pound. Of like, so that'd be, that'd be a pound. So like a quid, a pound is like $1.2. So you probably, as an American, if you were an underwater welder, a saturation diver specifically, you would be getting paid probably 300 that's in pounds. So like probably $420 an hour to do it. God damn. And that includes your saturation and resaturation, which means you're, you're in this little bitty fucking pod with a bunch of dudes that don't speak the same language as you. And you have no idea why they're down there. They have no idea why you're down there. And like, it's just awkward. It's like the size of a, a porta potty almost. And you drop down with these guys for eight hours you go out and work for maybe a couple hours. You come back and you go back up, and that's going to take you twelve hours to get back up. With these, it's just it's weird. You've, you've got to be really, really, really okay with being really close to the to a really masculine. I don't know what it is, but the Soviets, man, they've got some guys that go underwater for weird reasons, and they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> now you know when this motherfucker is saying scary, that's I'm scary. Seven, I'm six foot seven. No bullshit. Like these motherfuckers do not. No, they're they're there's something else, bro. Like that's entirely. Beautiful. <laughs> Well, guys, and we we had Hinch on here just to let because we want you guys to meet some of our people. Uh, you yeah, will yeah. see him throwing in on some of the stuff we've got coming out this month. Uh, Hinch, it has been a fucking 
a pleasure yes, having you pleasure. on, dude. Nice to be uh, here. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, go and, and follow Hinch, the entertainer. Give him love. He is a ridiculous badass. Go check out the Grime family and the whole nine yards. Yeah, Papa Grime Rotten on uh, – Father Grime Rotten on TikTok now. Yeah. Follow up, people. Follow up. Well, Hinch, we're going to let you go, man. We're going to do our paranormal bit. Thank you so much for being here, dude. Yes, thank uh, yeah. you. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. All right, guys, we're here. Uh, we have just done a review with the Good Stuff's Kettle Corn Emporium. Mm. <clears throat> this is one of our, our favorite uh, popcorns that's come out. This popcorn is amazing. Phenomenal. Oh, my God, I can't <laughs> yes. stop eating it. How many flavors do they have now? Like 68. 68. And they have literally a kettle corn for almost every flavor I could possibly imagine at this point. Even I think I've tasted some licked unicorn <laughs> a licked <laughs> unicorn uh, everybody even if you're picky even yes. if you're picky the this company uh supports uh, the other haunt actors and, and yes. helps promote those and mm -hmm. gives them an avenue for that and uh we've seen a lot of our rotten friends have their own corn yes, yes. such a beautiful thing I love and it. the fact that good stuff is bringing together the haunt community it can't be anything more rotten and more on par with what we want to be. Absolutely. It's and beautiful. this damn kettle corn is mm -hmm. fucking amazing. It absolutely <laughs> I is. Stop eating this. I'm going to turn into a kettle corn. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, check out www.kettlecornemporium.com and get yourself some of this. this is absolutely phenomenal. Get you some of this. Woo! We're back. And it's working. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Technical success hey um we're gonna jump into the supernatural uh and do a quick bit of that but before we do i just we we didn't get to what's coming up today and i just did want to hit on that okay today we've got this that you're listening to now rotten mornings uh afterwards we will have the i believe the behind the scenes segment a lot of video in me and uh, of me in a dunk tape nice and then after that, we have the next episode of Rotten Stretch, which is currently being produced. <laughs> episode three. Uh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, if I get editing done right, if not, it'll be the next day. We might go ahead and put one of the reviews up uh, from this uh, the last couple of weekends. Oh, that'd be fun. So, yeah, a really full day of stuff that I hopefully get accomplished. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right, so let's jump into the supernatural section. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about the Tokoloshi. The what? <laughs> Wait, what? The, the who now? <laughs> <laughs> The Tokoloshi, um, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit about what the Tokoloshi is, because the story of the Tokoloshi uh, is one of the my favorite uh, origin stories. So, <clears throat> this comes from Zulu mythology, and uh, the Tokoloshi is like a dwarf-like water sprite. 
Um, according to Wikipedia, he's considered like a mischievous and evil spirit that can become invisible by drinking water and swallowing a stone. So uh, what, we're, what we're picturing here is a very tiny demon um, or, or water spirit. And what would happen is it, he would just kill you. Okay. Right. So <clears throat> the origin of, uh, or the, the proposed origin of the story is that these people were sleeping in these areas that was very cold. And this is in South Africa. And um, they would inexplicably die. And what was like the science behind why they were dying, they didn't know at the time, but um, they were breathing too much of the, I guess the fire was eating up too much of the oxygen. Mm-hmm. So they were dying of oxygen deprivation. Um, but, you know, not knowing science, mythology comes into place. And it's a horrifying to me because it's a little tiny thing. And you know how I am about little tiny things. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, not knowing the science, um, the, the, you know, it, it came about that it was these, it was being caused by these little demons. The way that you would get rid of it or protect yourself from it is by putting bricks under your bed to elevate your bed instead of having like a flat sleeping roll. Oh, is that because there was more oxygen higher up? I mean, when you say it like that, it doesn't make as much sense. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is why. Uh-huh. Well, that's really also, cool. I've never heard of the Tokoloshi. Yeah. Um, it is an interesting one. We don't get, we, you know, we talk so much about the cryptids of North America, and I don't know why they're so uh, prevalent. <laughs> Or there's so much more literature about the North American. Like, are we just like crazy superstitious people, or what's going on? I, I actually think there's a little bit more to that because you just saying that I'm 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 thinking this in my head that a lot of that comes from our personal fears. All of our creatures and stuff are based on things that we would commonly come across in our day to day life that could be seen as metaphysical. Whereas the Japanese ones or the Zulu ones, like we don't have that same experience because we're not from that culture. So it doesn't stand out to us as much. Um, that's fair. I guess that's, that's like a, a perspective on it. You know, we like one of the big cryptids we have in North America is the Bigfoot, but the Himalayas has the Yeti and it's been this, you know, it's a very similar story. Yeah, true. But at the same time, if we saw a giant white thing covered in hair, which Alabama lets, you know, the white thing, the last episode y'all had, um, it wouldn't nearly, it, we would be like, oh, holy shit, what's that? Whereas when you talk about things like the Night Stalker or Sasquatch, it's like one of those things where it's like you're looking and you're like, I think I've seen something like that before, but you don't really know. You know, you never, you, you've had an experience and you were like, well, this was that, or that was this. Whereas, like the different Japanese ones, the uh, the slit face girl, and I can't remember what her name is. That that's just a thing that they're used to walking down the streets and randomly being some random girl follow 
following them down the streets, you know, shit like that. Sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, there are some like wildly regional specific ones. And and I I think the, I think that the uh, Tikaloshi definitely would be a, a very regional specific one. Whereas your Loch Ness monster and like Champy, for example, those are similar. What did I say in the water? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's neat, man. And I, I've always been a big fan of, uh, you know, we in last season we talked about the face in the courthouse window. Yeah. And while the story of the face in the courthouse window is just super fun, the science is also super fun. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's the Tikaloshi. We don't. Uh, uh, hopefully, in this season. Uh, there are a couple of Japanese ones on the list, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh yes, but we want to uh, we want to cover some stuff that's maybe not not necessarily inside the North American realm. And I like that a lot. I like branching out from what we commonly know. I think there's also something to be said about the fact that when it comes to cryptids in the states. They're like whispered stories and shared experiences and like stuff from other places. Like we don't get those whispered rumors. We don't get those shared experiences. But if we did, it, there, there's a chance that we would have a lot more of a like a knowledge of their existence. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, it, you, saying that you made me think like <clears throat> Northern Europe, like trolls. Um, yeah, and like troll sightings and and like the concept of trolls is is not something of North America at all. Yeah. So like they would like grow up with those whispered stories and and rumors and and what happened here. Whereas, I mean, did Billy Goat Gruff was that not a? Yeah, but that was more of a that was more of a mother goose thing. Uh, not mother goose, but whoever did the other ones that you had the trolls were all just fairy tales. Nobody ever thinks about like that there is actually trolls, but you go somewhere else and they're like, "Nah, you know, don't, the trolls ain't no joke." Yeah. Like mm. the Billy Goat's gruff, you know, they're like, "Yeah, fuck that. That's nothing. Like that's a goat. Who cares? Like these trolls are killing humans." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well guys we have done everything that we could to not talk about the Tokoloshi yes we have so I hope you guys are enlightened <laughs> I like that story I also like the science behind that story uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a uh, cryptid based on uh, flipping ponds of uh, Oh goodness! Like volcanic ponds that have that kind of like what's the name of the uh, the atmosphere thing in the water when the water flips in the cloud of whatever suffocates everybody in the town? It's anoxic environment, and a, a bubble of carbon dioxide can come up and stay dense in one dense cloud and move through an area and suffocate everyone. So that's awesome. The science behind that kind of stuff too, and I'm sure that they get turned into folk tales. Well, that's that's similar to what's happening here because the fire is turning into carbon dioxide. So your oxygen deprivation and carbon dioxide is you're out. You're yep. out, bro. You're out. <clears throat> um, 
Hell yeah. Dude, um, and uh, this is kind of a weird, like, throwback, but Hinch was talking earlier about, like, going under as far deep as, as he goes and then being in uh, decompression with all these other people. And uh, I had just read a, a story about one of the last underwater um, research lab. Right. And, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm just moving you forward. I'm, I'm yes anding you. Yes. And, oh, I'm, I didn't hear what you said. So I was like, I'm sorry, what was your contribution? Uh, <laughs> None. None at uh, all. But, and the only reason I bring that up is because the guy went to visit it when he's writing this book. He goes in there and they're like, hey, take off all your clothes right now. So, like, you have to strip down immediately when you get in there. And then everybody in there is working in their underwear. And they're all, like, everything in there is damp because they can't fight the dampness in there. And they're like, it's it's infuriating. It's maddening how damp everything is in this underwater lab um, so far deep under the ocean. And they're like, as he's like talking to these people, they're all a little off, like being that close to other people in, there's no light outside the, the, the Nautilus and everything's damp. And I'm getting like these eerie ass event horizon vibes. Yeah, actually, it's it's interesting you said that because I saw a uh, there's a research laboratory as far up in um, Antarctica as they can go. Uh-huh. And I, they have a TikTok and I noticed on their TikTok they were walking through the facility and showing off. And they were like, this is the sunny outside room where we have a TV that fabricates the way it would look if the sun was coming up. And we have to come in here like for X amount of minutes a day so we don't lose our minds because there's something to be said about not having sunlight in the human psyche. Yeah, that's so wild, dude. That is so crazy. It's crazy what uh, what our body dictates. Yeah. Hmm. That, guys, we've kind of veered off of the supernatural a little bit, but I'm going to tell you what. We ain't veered off of the scary. Nope. <laughs> we have not. Well, um, I don't know if you would consider that veering off of the supernatural because, you know, you mentioned uh, different types of volcanic eruptions before. Um, back in the, back when Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein was known to be in the year without a summer where ash from a volcanic eruption had circled the globe numerous times. And there was a lot of dark fiction that came out in that time period, as well as dark serial killer stories that have stayed behind to linger in people's memories. Wow. I I had forgotten that. That's, that is, that's, that's true. As, as we, lose our our connection to the sun we lose our comfort i guess yeah Yeah. well it becomes everything becomes darker like not just darker with light but darker with like perception perception yeah crazy stuff it's weird how badly we need light it is 
I'm going to write a strongly worded email to whoever set that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it always shocks me to think about the fact that our bodies need light so badly or it breaks our mind. Yeah. Spooky. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and wrap this up, but I wanna I wanna leave you guys with this this story that I saw earlier, um, and it's, it has nothing to do with this, but talking about light reminded me of it, and it was talking about <clears throat> this guy had said something, and the guy's response to the person who said something was that uh, in in Egypt there are caves that are deep under the desert and in those caves moisture collects on the walls and that moisture collects in the pools and in those pools there's these little fish and those fish have never ever been exposed to any source of light they have never seen anything they live their entire life without ever seeing light and he said uh, something to the effect of those fish do not care less than what than I do about what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what a beautiful like story to get to the to the jab. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, guys, thank you guys so much for joining me for the podcast. For you guys listening, I I we've been on a roller coaster, man. We have done some stuff in this podcast episode. Uh, yes, we uh, have enjoyed it. <clears throat> uh, join us next time. Check out the rest of the stuff for, from uh, today. And as always, you guys stay rotten. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Join us next time for another episode of Rotten Mornings. Or, or I guess you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>